Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 721, uh, recorded today on the 27th of July. Uh, the sun is not shining in the UK, but I'm back at home anyway, just because everything was still set up from last week. And uh, it's quite nice working from home, I must admit. I can kind of nip downstairs, make a cup of tea, put the washing on, you know, hang it up. And, you know, it's all sort of contribute to my uh, domestic chores while still performing uh, some sort of useful duty, which is if you're actually interested in what I'm getting around to it I'll, I'll be there in a second this is a music technology podcast so we're talking about music uh, technology software uh, all kinds of stuff I'm sorry I was a bit distracted there because the other downside is there's a dog that barks next door and I just heard it but I thought with my earphones in, I thought oh was that inside the house I certainly hope not that'll be a bit terrifying so uh, yes a couple of new things that we're doing this time um I'm trying the ability to be able to bring comments in, so comments will be, you know, in in context, hopefully. So uh, that's a reminder. But that also comment is for you to see that what we've got is. We're trying a new system so that if you've got any questions for the panellists, uh, incidentally, we have Paulie, we have Yoad Nevo, and we have Dom. I'll, I'll get, introduce them in a second. If you leave a comment in whatever platform you're watching on and start that comment with a capital Q, capital Q, and then if you've if the name of that person is relevant, like you want to ask Paulie, you know, something about uh, his, his musical project or whatever it may be, that, uh, put their name in and then the question or if it's just a general question then hopefully that will come into our system and we'll have the ability to kind of filter them out and we'll get round to some of them all of them I don't know yet this is an experiment uh, later on in the show so uh, that's what we're trying anyway that's the idea so uh, hopefully um, it'll all work fine anyway we'll say hello to a few people because we've got some guests uh, we got Mr Dominic Hawking over there Mr Wiggly uh, plug-in maker extraordinaire and obviously a host of his own show which I was on a couple of weeks back how are you Dom? Muted, I would say. Oh, hold on a second, Dom. You're, you seem to be muted. Is there a reason you're muted? No, sorry about that. Oh, a, genius. Uh, oh, after all that. Uh, as brilliant. I was saying, yes. A YouTube Mr. Wiggly channel. Uh, Nick was the best guest ever uh, alongside oh, all the other Sonic State kind of crew members. But Nick is the godfather of this kind of stuff. So it was very <laughs> privileged to have him on a couple of weeks ago. So check out Mr. Wiggly on YouTube for a really uh, in-focus kind of view on what goes on behind the scenes in, in a the day in the life of Nick Bat. That was really cool. <laughs> but I also met um, Richard Hilton and Kent Spong for the first time yesterday in real life, which was great. So Kent's obviously kind of a good friend of the Sonic State crew. He's, he's the synth repair guy extraordinary. He works on all those super expensive CS80s and vintage keyboards and stuff. And Richard Hilton has been obviously around on this platform for way longer than I. Uh, and he's off playing uh, Sandown Racecourse, I think, with Chic today. But I managed to catch up with him and have a wow. little bit to eat, which was brilliant. Absolutely phenomenal. So I had a great week so far. No work done, but nice. lots of socialising. <laughs> Well, sometimes, sometimes that's the way for, that it should happen, isn't it? I mean, you can't, you can't always work. I mean, that's the, that's the one thing I like about being working from home a little bit because I'm actually mm. mixing it up a little bit. Anyway, uh, we'll also say hello to uh, Mr. Yoad Nevo, who's there in Nevo Sound. How are you doing, Yoad? Yoad is, uh, well, you can see what he does in his studio. He doesn't just sit there and play with his toys. He actually does work with them. He's a mixer, producer, well, sample library producer, and also a Waves developer. So uh, how are you, Yoad? You well? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, good to be here again. Um, 
Yeah, working as you say and playing with my new Hydra synth. I don't have as much time to to you know to spend on it as I would have liked to, but uh, I'm really really uh, happy with it. That's your Nexus uh, Four, um, isn't it? The Nexus, the Nexus Four Plus. Um, no, I was talking about Hydra synth uh, that ah, I just purchased. Ah, sorry, which I beg is, your pardon. Which is great, as you as you know and mentioned, and I think you like it too. Uh, and also the Nexus 4 uh, expansion, Studio Production 2, which was released uh, last week. And that's nice. very exciting too. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I, I, do hope, I do hope you get some more fun, fun time with your uh, Hydrosynth, because it does require quite... It's the sort of thing that I think even you would be... Cha it would be challenging for you to make a logic environment that controlled it in its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to check out the... There's an editor for it, um, because I think it's, it's such a great synth, and, and the layout and the, the, the interface is, is fine, but I don't think you can beat, for me at least... <clears throat> Just having everything laid out in one place, and even if it means, you know, doing it with the mouse, um, after all, it's a digital synth, so it doesn't really matter how you control it. It's just a tactile thing. But but for me, the, the, the ability to, to look at everything in one place and not having to press um, all these buttons all the time, um, I prefer working like that. On, on since as you know you know that's why I moved everything to be controlled from here everything uh, it will be quite impossible to map it to to this because there's so many parameters uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah on screen is fine I'm sure you're going to give it a go though frankly I'm, I bet you do <laughs> at least <laughs> if, some of the more commonly the used ones I would but I don't <laughs> <laughs> Well, lovely to have you, Yoad, as ever. Thank you very much for coming in. We've also got um, ah, Paulie Bo. How you doing, Paulie? I've got a relevant backdrop, Nick. Ah, yeah, nice. <laughs> With synthesizers and things like that, so that's good. It gives gives the viewers something to look at. But um, I've been great, actually. I've been in between uh, working on my first vid, which I'll probably talk about in a minute. Um, I've been painting my child's nursery because they arrive in about a month maybe six weeks so these Whoa. are my last few weeks of you know um freedom to kind of you know get a bit of music done get a bit of video production done but yeah um no but it's been a great week as i said last time i've been lost in reverb um various things i've done a uh, doing a video with a few software reverbs and a few hardware ones and I think this one's going to be of interest to you. Uh, oh, Nick, that's a modded. A modded nice. Yamaha Rex 50 um, with a variable clock on it. I love this. Can we have this as a thumbnail? Anyway, we can be out of that. Um, it's got a variable clock on it. Hang on. And it's also got uh, a couple of buttons that when you press them, things explode. Oh. That one's that really? one's a mild explosion, and that one's a very violent explosion. So watch your levels when you um when you're playing. It's with like that kicking one, a so. spring reverb, if it's like a spring in there, like and you kick it, it kind of smashes. Kind of like <laughs> kind of like a robot kicking a spring reverb, very angrily, <laughs> yeah, because it's it's down sampled as well. So yeah, 
Pretty good. Oh, well, Nick Nick Hodge doesn't agree with you in the chat. Um, Nick has ug regs fifty ug. Yeah, I I, I know uh, I know that uh, some it, it's lo-fi, but I remember Tinley's massive fan of the regs fifty and especially circuit bent ones. I'm pretty sure, sure he's got a, a circuit bent one as well. Because of the that variable clock, if you just move the knob slightly, you almost get a lexicony kind of modulated verb. It makes it Ooh. sound actually more expensive because you can clock it to a higher rate than it than it was intended so you can make it better quality as well so it's quite an interesting one it's like a, a poor man's kind of modulated verb thing that's right. well yeah. if you could figure out a way to actually either cv control or midi control that modulation yeah. then that could be a winner couldn't it i mean niche, i'll get circuit but... ben on that one yeah see if he can add a Excellent. cv port Nice. That sounds like a great idea. Anyway, well, welcome one and all. I mean, it's, it, it's that we have some news this week. I mean, it's, you know, summer is a bit of a lean time for brand new spanking synthesizers and exciting things. But, you know, we'll do our best. Uh, I want to say thank you very much to our friends. We've got uh, uh, people in the uh, chat room, people in the IRC, people in the YouTubes. And uh, I, I think everything's kind of working. I'm not quite sure what's going on. Uh, but it's probably fine. Oh, yeah, Buzz, lots of people on YouTube and Twitch commenting at the moment, so that's good. That's all as it should be, so I'm hoping that we get a few uh, comments. Wago is very kindly modding, so hopefully we won't get any uh, too many lonely ladies looking for uh, Western European partners uh, in the chat this week <laughs> at YouTube. Uh, but, you know, if that's your thing, if you're quick, you could always respond before Wagyu uh, turns it off. I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to make any judgments. Obviously, everybody does their own thing. And also, um, obviously, if you could put your, your your chats and comments in there. So he's going to be monitoring that as well. So hopefully it'll all work fine. But we do have, I want to say thank you very much to a couple of our sponsors. Obviously, we've got Baby Audio. Uh, we've got a, a, a fantastic uh, offer, 15% off. Uh, I think it's ST15 and also Isotope, uh, which is Sonic 10, the code to use. So those are two. And they, I think Isotope have got a, a sale on at the moment. And I think you can save 10 on top. You know of that. So anyway, let's start with some topics. Right, I need to uh, I need to actually focus and start pressing the right buttons because so far I've been pr done a pretty poor job of pressing the right one. <laughs> let's see what happens when I press this one. I think it's the right one to go. This is uh, the amusingly titled memory knob, which is a very simple and basic idea. It's a recording buffer that just records the movement of a knob over, you know, a number of bars and plays it back in a looped fashion. Uh, it's by a company called Sequencer Electronics. I believe it's Max for Live by the looks of it. And it just, I, this, is, this is actually quite timely because... I was thinking about some sort of product that may be a, a, a hardware version of the same thing, which I know there are things that exist that is just a buffer for recording movement so you could create Ooh. a specific envelope or specific shape. This is kind of a software version of this. It's 10 bucks. Found this via CDM link, so uh, thanks to them for sharing. But I just thought, what a genius and simple idea, because uh, also, you know, we've talked, uh, or I've talked at length about the idea of putting this kind of thing built into hardware MIDI controllers. So you've just got something you can Ooh. go, and in fact, I think the um, the Polybrute has something like that. It's a little kind of motion control that you can assign as a modulation source. So I'm it not does. completely mad. Yeah. Oh well, you are, you know. So Paulie, uh, this I don't know whether you're an Ableton Live user, um, but this this is the sort of thing that we should have in every door. I think at least. I think so. Just some kind of pseudo random element, isn't it? 
and you can kind yeah. of add it to to whatever kind. It sounded quite chaotic on that rhythmic sound, didn't it? But I imagine on something like um, if it was, um, I'll give you one example on the the Yamaha TG. 33 I've got one down there you can do a vector sweep very mm. chaotically and get quite cool sounds so I think if you can map it to something like that or wavetable or something like that you could get quite a lot of movement um, but yes it's very fun on the polybrute you can you know get get plenty of um, and you know you can you can go completely wild with it and then dial it back a bit you know in the mod matrix so very handy Ah, I've just, uh, actually, there's a um, Ken Flux Pierce via the chat room. Uh, basically, uh, well, it's sort of, it, via YouTube, but uh, I picked it up there. Uh, Flux with Cool Chaos Pad has this, which is actually a good shout, um, which I believe it also has. But a new idea, Mr. Wiggly, um, a.k.a. Dom. I mean, I think <laughs> this is a this is plug-in fodder, surely. You need to be... Uh, it's to great, be isn't it? I mean, uh, it's the sort of thing that, that people don't think about because it's far too simple and effective. I mean, it's like, well, what's the difference between this? and automation well the, the the point is you can automate everything from external boxes or by drawing lines but this is just grab the knob twist it you can watch the thing moving it feels like you, you know you're kind of editing something really simple and on the fly and um I, not by design perhaps but it forgets everything when you save the the, the ableton sort of uh, live set so yeah, they got this great comment whereas it's it's not like um it's not like something that you want to be saving for your mixes because it won't do it but it's more for on the fly knob improvisation and it, on the fly knob improvise this is just great see it, it describes it perfectly you're just literally you know grabbing this thing changing it you don't really have to think about it. I think when you're drawing in automation, or whenever I work on automation, I might have a MIDI controller, but I always end up going in and smoothing it out or moving it out just because I yeah. feel like I should. And with this, it's just, you know, oh, that's great. Right, save it like that. Record it, commit it. I'm not going to go back in and edit it because as soon as I quit, it's going to be gone again. Um, and it's so cheap and, and, and simple, you know. I quite like the idea of connecting it to a big knob, you know, you could have an associated big knob controller that just sits there that you could apply. Something to with a bit of well. weight and heft, yeah. Yeah, like a proper, single Pavia yeah. controller. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah, be yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I got this um, uh, high pass filter thing. It's like a big knob, you know, so you can just go. Rrr, 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 rrr. That, that feels like you know, you know you'd be affecting something properly, but something like that. But no, this is is a you know cheap and cheap and cheerful, very creative, very simple but very obvious thing for me. It's great. Really love it. Yeah, nice. I know. Yeah, you've got that. I can't remember what it's called, but it's that big brass thing that. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that would work nice. Which, which can, oh, there which it is. Can, yeah. uh, act as a, as a mouse, kind of um, either scroll or actually moving the mouse. So um, I think that moving the mouse will be more suitable for that. So you can use that, like like you said, Dom. You just you can just record it using that, and it's really nice. Uh, it has a really nice feel to it, and it's quite responsive. So. Um, I think it's great that, you know, uh, we're at an age where we can do all this stuff, all this automation stuff on digital processors rather than just on modular, on analog modular systems at, you know, without even thinking about it. Because um, for me, uh, as you remember, Nick, when, when you were here, you know, and uh, we were struggling with... Um, controlling the the world off not to mention the the matrix six and all that because they're yeah. so slow and when you send 
never, you know, um, CSX, but, but even controllers, it just kind of jitters and it's not reliable and the MIDI buffer gets stuck and, and all that. <clears throat> and now you can do everything in, in basically audio rate if you wish mm. and you can because uh, uh, you can speed up those um, I want I want to refer back to, to something else which which has that on a more kind of universal with a more universal approach which is uh, John Lemkul's uh, Unify in Unify which is an environment <coughs> of loading instruments so it's a, it's a plugin where you load different instruments to it with all your plugins basically if you mm. so wish, and um, but what he does is um, you have those macros that can control any parameter in any of the synths loaded, um, and you can load a MIDI file which will control these macros. So you can program something in, in logic or you know just a movement like that. You can even edit it and smooth it, smoothen it like like Tom mentioned and then you save it as a midi file you import it so it could be either modulation you know control one modulation or any any parameter it doesn't really oh. matter because it loads into the macro and from the macro you assign the destination but the destination can be any parameter in any of the synths loaded and obviously it saves it with the session um so and you can you can speed it up, and you can uh, manipulate the the timing. You can randomize uh, elements of it, and and so forth. So that's a really powerful. I really like this approach, um, where whereby you you create a, a modular system, but instead of oscillators and filters and and VCAs, you have entire synth plugins. So you can have a set, like eight serum instances or with right. uh, Omni gotcha. or whatever, yeah. and, and this MIDI file that you load to to a macro can basically control any parameter within th this environment. So, um, yeah, I really like this uh, this concept. It's, it's a it's very a nice very idea. I had this idea for something which would be similar, so you have a knob or a fader, but you've also got two preset buttons, so you can kind of go, okay, I'm here, I'm going wee, and then I go off completely or on completely. So I've got, the, so you can create kind of square, square waves. So you just go on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off, or off, new, up, adapt, and create just sort of cadences. And I just think there's a there's, there's something there, you know, for just. For, and then you can create your own vibe to however you want. I mean, you could get really tweaky with it and then stick Bezier or uh, Curve editors and stuff in. But I think that's, I think it's making too much of it. I like the idea of it being performative. And the thing about on the uh, on the Poly Polybrute, yeah, the Polybrute is I think you, you it's a very short buffer, but oh. you can then play. You can adjust the speed of that play, of what what you recorded in there so i don't know what the resolution yeah. of it is it feels like it could be more there could be more energy put into implementing that sort of more effectively yeah. and that would be kind of interesting so uh, yeah the, the tg33 has it if i'm not mistaken the one um, you mentioned Pauli, and um, and i um and I used to I used to own one and it was very limited and it was very the cycle was very short like two seconds or something or one second or whatever but still like you know because it had like four operators 
two FM and two sample based, I think, to PCM, and you can kind of. It's a. It's a. It was a modern take on the on the core on the um, sequential uh, on the Prophet VS, in a yeah. way. I think Dave Not Smith sure. actually um, designed it when he was at Yamaha. Ah. So it's quite that makes sense. It's not a great sounding instrument. It's got two upper FM, no. like um, like those sound blaster things, and and some fairly nineteen nineties aquarium dolphin music kind of, yeah. uh, you know, sounds. Nothing kind of groundbreaking, but when you kind of put it together, it actually becomes more than the sum of its parts. It's quite cool, like that. What I liked, I think it was the first uh, synth, digital synth. Or any synth yeah. at all, really, that I can remember that had the distortion, and all all yes. like a really basic. It's just a digital clipper, but to have that in a synth was, yeah. you know, was unheard of. Yeah, no, very very useful. Um, yeah, yeah, and also yeah, things nice. like wave shaping and stuff like that, you know. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I think that I just because I think we're it's all about the modulation and adding a performative aspect to the modulation. And I, I mean, yes. you know, I know we've got multi-segment envelope generators in pretty much everything. A lot of Artoria stuff, I'm sure Waves have got the same thing in some. Of the, it's just it's not quite the same. It's not quite the same vibe. Maybe if you load it, you could use it as the basis, and it would get quantized into your multi-segment. So there's yes. a, a, there would be some sort of global interchange format, whether it's just a kind of simple, like you say, like a MIDI file with a controller data in it or something, and then you can figure out what to do. So I'm a little bit distracted because I am actually getting questions in and I'm trying to <laughs> kind of, I realise that it's almost impossible to admin that and run a show at the same time on top of everything else. So that's a lesson learned. Hey, eh? I figured that part out, but yeah. Okay. Well, let's, um, uh, let, I think the the thing to, I think if I got the have I got the screen yeah there we go this uh, sequential electronics memory knob uh, ten bucks via Gumroad uh, you can set the number of uh, um, bars that it'll record to you can obviously then map that controller out to con to macro something else in live so that's the power of it and it's you know simple it's a very simple thing I think it's a Max for Live little widget that you just drop in I think that's what it does in that so you nice can also move. shorten the length of the sequence as well once you've got it so what would be quite neat is you could do your eight or 16 bars but then you could shorten it to seven bars so it flows nicely so once it's oh. already playing you can just change the window over which it uh, it relates to so yeah this is really neat i mean really clever little yeah thing. neat uh yes okay well I, I think probably what we'll do now is we'll just have a little me uh, message from our friends over at baby audio of course uh baby audio uh makes creative effect plugins designed to add color and depth to your mixes baby audio one plugin of the year uh, 2021 Future Music and Computer Music Magazine nominated for the SOS Awards two years in a row. Why not try a smooth operator, uh, a resonance suppression, equalization, and compression plugin hybrid that automatically eliminates resonances and muddiness? All the rage, those things at the moment, allows you to shape your track's tonal response while the plugin automatically eliminates resonances in the background. Get 15% off when checking out with the code ST15 at babyaudio.com. Once again, we thank them very much for their support and hopefully the levels were right yeah if you could just give me a thumbs up because last time you were the i've been working on those audio levels for the ads because they were just terrible before and i because i can't monitor directly was that all right uh, much better i was just uh, paying attention much better uh, than last time but i think like 4db down because it's all about what you're saying and not about right. okay. the music as nice as it may be it's just a, you know 
kind of okay. background thing. 4DB then. Okay, I'll work on that. Uh, thank you very much for that. So I hope uh, you're able to hear that. I've also managed to turn my noise gate off, which last week with uh, uh, with Carl and Paulie, I was just if I started a if I started a phrase loud, it would kind of just gradually tail off. I just sort of let the release. <laughs> These are the things, because, and, and I'll explain why, this is because when I'm monitoring, I'm monitoring directly from my microphone. The process is happening in the cloud, which if I was monitoring that, it would be, you know, 800 milliseconds late, which is very, very difficult to use the talk. So I'm just explaining myself. I'm not making excuses. I'm still very shoddy and poor performance, but uh, I'll get there in the end. We're working on it. <laughs> so um, what's next? Uh, let's have a look. Uh, let's just go back to, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, this was cool. I, I mean, I think it's cool. And it's kind of, uh, yeah, anyway, let's, let's see how this goes. This is the AAS uh, Love Lost Strumgeous 2 Sound Pack by Niall McCallum. Uh, this is one of the demos. There's another demo which is uh, much more kind of uh, extreme, but I'm not really familiar with the whole strum uh, and shoegay. This is basically it's a guitar simulator. I believe it's physically sure. modelled. Uh, is that right? Um, yeah, because right, I mean, you probably know about the. Physical. I'm not sure because, like like yourself, I'm not familiar with with, uh, with that uh, software at all. To my shame. But, no, well, uh, I have. But, um, oh, you have. Okay, you could jump. Have you I got have some used stuff? AAS's String Studio, I believe, like years ago, and I think they're sort of very into physical modeling in general. That company, I yes, believe, definitely. Yes, they are. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 an interesting one. Um, I'm I'm a guitarist. I play guitar quite well. Some people say. Um, but actually I kind of do use some of these kind of strum pattern generator things when I am, what's that saying? Um, he said, uh, Nick, uh, uh, Rocky said, Nick, are you wansplaining? Which I thought was quite uh, an amusing <laughs> little. <laughs> um, I do use strum generators and sampled guitar instruments when I'm making sketches and things like that, because I think they're perfectly acceptable. Um, to use and um i might even keep them in the track i might lay a real guitar track over so i thought that was really cool actually and it sounded pretty mellow and i'm sure it could mm. be pushed in other directions but it had a great sound out of the box yeah well i think that the idea with this one is uh, it's sort of shoegazy so there's lots of chorusy lots of kind of maybe yeah. robin guthrie kind of type sounds cocktails that sort of vibe um yes what i've what i did notice in the in the video in fact there's another video which i think is this one which i'll play a little bit of because this is also kind of interesting because it shows some of the techniques that's used to trigger the actual strums and the chord fingerings which looks like a really uh, clever way of interpreting keyboard playing to guitar playing this is uh, a chap called uh tiago pinheiro now you'll have to forgive the guitar not everybody wants to film themselves with a guitar but there's some great So chord in the left hand, strum pattern on the right hand, which just looks like a really intuitive way. Go, Paulie. <laughs> 
Anyway, I, I, and I just thought, wow, I've, I really need to check this out because the thing about using guitar stuff, I mean, it, it's often it's about trying to figure out how to make those shapes and make those things to make it sound yes. authentic because you can have the greatest guitar library in the world, but if you can't play the guitar voicings, it's going to sound weird, right? Um, yeah, so uh, Paulie, you pulled up the guitar there. I'm very pleased. So I, I, <laughs> I, I, nice, Elise's Vortex. Oh, that's got. Has, yeah. Did that have some kind of a D beam kind of proximity sensor in it? Sure yeah, it's well, it. it's got three buttons, and if you put it under your, it cycles these three LEDs, and if you put it under your chin, it looks quite cool. But yeah, it's got like <laughs> a um, an accelerometer kind ah, of. Ah, that's it. I knew it had something like that in it. So that, you, that's you great. Can tip it and for feedback or something, you know, it's quite that encourages that encourages you to properly play a guitar in a way it was designed to be done, right? So that's not a bad idea. That's it. Excellent, Yoan. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're a guitarist, obviously, uh, and uh, I, I, while not familiar with that, but are you aware of there are? I know there are some contact instruments and some other uh, 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 instruments that do. I think that was it. The scar hole stuff that was that's got sort of strummy patterns There's and whatnot. The strummed, in it? Uh, strummed guitar, uh, strummed. I think if I'm not. Uh, or strummed strings or something, uh, native instruments. Uh, they're, they're quite cool. I mean, the, the main the main thing they have, and, I, and again, I'm not familiar with the, with AAS um, the, 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 this product, but with with the native instruments uh, with con within contact because you have all these clever key switching and uh, and scripts that you can write. You can um, on the fly replace samples without triggering them so that's a so basically in the background you run quite a few chords and the user by adding another you know by doing the shape playing the, the shape of the chord on the keyboard it actually mixes in um, different layers of uh, of sampled of played sampled material and and that's the that's probably the most um, comprehensive way of doing it with uh, with with samples. Um, yeah, I'm I'm currently working on a guitar expansion for for Nexus, and uh, so I'm I'm right in the in the middle of of all that, in the midst of all that, and it's it's really it's really exciting. Uh, it's because because it's really challenging. It's taking an instrument that is you know meant to be played in in a certain way both the positions the um, um but also the the strumming versus you know keys so pianos electric pianos harpsichords will will translate really well to samples mm. because it's about the quality of the sample but the way you play it it's the same instrument it's the same interface mm. But um, but strumming, you have the upstroke, the downstrokes. You have um, you know Newton, kind of uh, yeah, all that stuff. You have so many articulations, um, and it's quite interesting to to try to basically translate it to a different yeah to keyboards, which will uh, you know while still having it playable and not sounding fake. Um, because that's very easy to 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, I, I think the I think the thing that I liked about the AAS thing is it just looked very intuitive, the shape, and then just tapping the because you got I guess you've got six because key switching is. It's not kind of the same thing. The two, in this instance, the two things interact. I don't know, Dom. I, I don't know if you're a guitar player, whether you kind of write on the guitar. I wish I was. More of a, yeah. Yeah, I wish I was. It was always much cooler to be the be the guitarist running around. Um, I did have a Yamaha KX5. Do you remember those? It was a smaller, quite elegant guitar, yeah. and I played that a couple of times on stage. And I felt that that rather than being a great big like flying V style equivalent of guitar, this just felt a little bit more. Better. I kind of, I don't know. Probably that's just sort of the romanticisation of the whole thing. I probably look like a right tit, but never mind. Um, they, you felt uh, good, Dom. You felt good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big hair. You know, I had hair then. Um, what I was going to say, well, yeah, this sounds pretty good. I spent uh, summer last week making a track which was designed to be in a, a sort of eighties throwback, and they put, I put some guitar on it, particularly a lead kind of guitar, which was kind of like. Um, uh, I don't want to fall in love, whatever, whoever that guy was that did that thing. You know, quite shoegazy, actually, in the way that it was. Mm. And I Great used the contact there. libraries. Yes, exactly. Great, great track. And it was like that as a kind of lead riff. And I, the, I used the contact stuff with key switching. And you get close, but still, I'd like to think that in a blind test, I could always tell that it was a keyboard doing it. So I'd always end up and I'm trying to get a mate to do it or, you know, go and look at Fiverr and say, you know, can you put a guitar solo on this or something like that. Um, and part of that with the lead was you've got to work out how you bend the notes, but also the the initial tap of each of the notes, if it's on, if it's not bent with a, with a pitch bend, so there isn't a tap, it's always quite a similar tap. Whereas um, if you're playing, it's different. It's really, really different. And I think you can get closer to this with the AAS thing. Um, but even when he was playing his guitar and he was doing a lead line, it almost felt like he was playing each string at the same kind of level, unless it bent with the same kind of attack. And I think that's what sometimes gives it away. And acoustic strumming, particularly on the stuff I've tried, is a better a better thing to do because it's everything is kind of strummed at the same level. Do you know what I mean? So if you can get that arpeggiated quick split on it, but, um, but that said, you know, uh, there's no substitute for the real thing, but this is from what I can hear the closest that I've heard to, to being able to do something like this of this genre as well, which is one of the hardest genres to do. So, yeah, yeah it's, well, this this is it's available now. It's priced at 19, uh, 19 bucks. Uh, it is a sound pack for the GS2, but um, as with many places, it, uh, AES have actually got a player, so you can, which is free, so you still get access to it with the player software without the full GS2. So for 19 bucks, you can kind of start wigging out. And I suspect, I mean, you know, all of us, and this is the thing, all of us, when, at least I speak for myself, perhaps not all of us, but when you get a very convincing, touch-responsive, playable guitar sound on insert synth of, you know, your choice here when you're trying to... It's hard not to kind of go there and kind of go, oh, this is nice. I mean, I always like those kind of spiky-type clav strat sounds that you can get out of uh, certain things, and they, they, they just feel very nice to play if you can get the kind of feeling right. So I'm sure... All of us have an inner guitarist, even if we're only a keyboard player. Um, we'll just have to see. But yeah, do check uh, out. Yeah, though, next time I'll be happy to play some guitars for you. Um, oh, well, thank you, yeah. sir. Make thank me. you. Absolutely. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Thank you so much. I've tried so many times to learn guitar and just given up. Because your hands are doing two different things. Obviously, one's sort of that and one's 
that it, it just doesn't work yeah if you, you used can to say the same about driving i've used this driver as well though to be fair <laughs> <laughs> well what about drumming dom i mean you know if we're, <laughs> oh, the feet get in the way every time with the drum <laughs> don't get me started <laughs> go paulie the pain threshold on on becoming a guitarist is quite evident as well you know you'll never have nice ends of your fingers again because they'll be shredded to pieces yeah, it's, good. <laughs> it's good for tapping it's very yeah, yeah. it's the, a hand, the career as a hand model will be over yeah that's, that's it, it no, exactly, no, home, yeah. no home shopping network <laughs> extra extra work for you guys Right. Um, okay. Well, I, I think it's probably this time we should have a, a word from our friends over at Isotope because they've got a sale on at the moment, as is summer. Uh, lots of summer sales on at the moment. So let's Isotope just throw that Producers one Club is a one-of-a-kind membership for producers ready to take their tracks to the next level. Once you join, you'll gain access to powerhouse Isotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners, such as Melodyne from Celimony. Plus, as long as you're a member, you'll get every future update to the Isotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. We'll also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration-sparking sample packs and preset packs, and industry-leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world-renowned Berkeley Online, taught by Grammy-winning producer and engineer, Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com. And of course, if you want to save on other plugins as well, uh, if you go to isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk, there's a special landing page here where you can claim 10% off using the code Sonic10. Uh, if you want to do that, um, feel free. Uh, in indeed, um, that also seems to apply. There's flash sales. So flash fail reverb starting at 19 bucks. Uh, you might save another 190 on that as well. It seems to work. So not a lot of people know that, and I can thoroughly recommend, but thanks very much to them for their continued uh, support. So uh, let's see, where are we going next? Uh, oh, I think, oh, well, yeah, gosh, there's, there's a, th what we'll do is we'll do one more and then we'll, we'll, we'll try and bring in some of these comments because, uh, and questions, because as I've trailed it, I can't then just fill the entire show up <laughs> with topics. I think that would be, uh, but we'll do that and we'll talk a little bit about Yoad's piece as well. So I think, uh, okay, so here we go. Now this, this is a piece from um, Pro Synth Network, which was, uh, on, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, let's see if we can get this going. So they did a whole two-hour special with Ryan O'Hile, Manny Fernandez, Scott Kinsey, Ben Simpson, Kent Spong, and Rob Puricelli. Uh, that's playing, right? I'm sure there's some actual sound coming. Here we go. And this is the Yamaha VP1, which is the, one of the rarest of rare beasts, physical modelling synth, that at the time had the equivalent of I don't know, I think it was something like nine Mac Quadras in DSP inside it, or in, uh, in uh, uh, processing. Uh, very performative, three mod wheels, all sorts of, and a funny little joystick thing. Uh, 
anyway, uh, um, that's some playing by, uh, I think that's Manny Fernandez, uh, or is that Scott Kinsey? I do beg your pardon if I got that wrong. Um, and, and there's some great stuff on the, on the lots of our, our regulars and uh, are on the ProSynth network as well. But the, the VP1, I think, I can't remember whether it was a VP or a VL we saw uh, when we did the uh, Innovation Road Tour in Hamamatsu. But you were, it's an astonishing thing. It was a VP. It was a VP, right, okay. Uh, we couldn't. We, we did get to play it. Well, Nate got to play it. You're you're a fan. I know you're a fan of uh, Yamaha technology. So this, I mean, this thing. It, surely it must be ready now for us to be able to have this running yes. on a computer, right? It's got to be as a plug-in. I mean that that's the thing, isn't it? It's um, when it was released, like with K's Lab. Didn't they only have like five years or something to to come up with it after the DX7? Uh, develop a new sound engine guys so um yeah um it took a lot of processing power at the time but now with what we've got please give us a soft synth version yamaha or put it in a like a little you know put it in a little uh three octave box or something like that with a um some cool controllers on it because um you know a lot of us want to explore that sound engine um I really like physical modeling synths. I think they might be kind of coming back um, a bit like FM synths have because a lot of people can kind of try them due to um, software synths and things like that. But, yeah, we've got a few around. I've got um, the Nautilus has a, a string modeling engine in. And I've also got a Technics WSA-1 on oh, the floor. That's There's actually no pretty good. That is pretty good. Um, it's got its own string algorithm and algorithms, but you can like have um, pipe and percussive kind of um, what are they they called resonators as well. Mm. Um, but I watched the video um, intently, and I loved the sound examples. There was a lot of otherworldly stuff. There was a lot of stuff where if you just hit it the right way, something very interesting kind of happens you know it was um the three wheels and the um the velocity and i think it's got aftertouch on it i assume i think so yeah um just just the power please yamaha (laughs) well yeah uh i think you probably know what it takes to uh do physical modeling right i mean i'm sure uh you might have it might have crossed your desk once or twice uh in the past but it's interesting. I mean, that we've got the, what, the sculpture, isn't it, in Logic? That's about as close as we've got. Sculpture. I mean, there are, obviously. Sculpture like, really, yeah, sculpture is really sophisticated and, and it can get really interesting results and the modulation matrix and the kind of uh, animation engine that they have there is really, is really cool. Um, I'm not that familiar with, um, with this specific product, I do, however, have the VL1, which I suspect is a similar monophonic uh, version, just one voice um, of of that bigger beast. And and th- there are some things about it uh, wh- which you can't do in any other way. You know, all the all the yeah. wind instruments, all those. The plucky stuff is you can always tell it's a little bit you know synthesized but with the with the wind wind stuff um 
and the aftertouch and the controllers, uh, you know, modulation. I think it has, does it have, uh, I'm sure it has breath control as well, because that's I yeah, kind I think of you might be right. yeah, ideal yeah, for, yeah. for controlling wind, wind instruments. Um, uh, yeah, I'm uh, all up for Yamaha uh, making a new version. So you have already two customers. Come on. Do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, can, was, it the Korg, was it the Korg's prof? Was the prophecy? What's the Korg one? I had one for a little while. That yeah, physical Pro- prophecy yeah. and also the Z one. Z one, yeah. I had the. Pro- um, I, had the I, I in fact, I had it for a little while, and then, and it was really in, interesting. I think I sold it to Dave Spears in the end because it just didn't. I couldn't find a way. I just bought it because, much like one of these conversations, I saw one on eBay. I thought, oh, I love that. Oh, uh, Dom, and physical <laughs> modelling. I mean, it's it, it's a it is a fascinating. I mean. I suppose the thing is with it, it's kind of hard to make something sound good. I mean, that was one thing one of the guests on Pro Sound Network on the, said. You know, some of these sounds were bit, they took such a long time to build out of the engine because it's such an unfamiliar structure. Yeah. It's really well. That's the reason it didn't take off. It's it's bizarre to think of it like this now. But I rewatched your video, which is a 2019 the Yamaha 45 year anniversary. Um, and you, you're there with the with the VP1 on the on the top shelf with a big "Do Not Touch" sign on it, and the guy's taking you through it. Um, uh, was it? Uh, I wrote it down. Nate, Nate Shetter, Nate. I think his name was. Yeah, he went Nate. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, at one point, you say, "You know why? Why didn't they do it?" And they said, "Well, it cost you know an absolute fortune of an investment." And when it came out, everyone was kind of into sampling and totally realistic sounds, and you know you wanted a, a perfect piano and everything, and no one was really that interested. But what they developed in the meantime wasn't just a, a nice synth. I mean, it was an epic kind of synth, what they've done. There's, there's, a mod, there's not just breath control. There's like three mod wheels, a mod foot ball pedals, yeah. on there, yeah. um, foot pedals. And, and, you know, and remember, the DX7 had things like that orange squeezy ball as well that you could plug into the breath control and stuff. You know? So we always used to joke about the designers, all the sounds would sit there with an the orange squeezy ball in his mouth and three controllers and a wind thing under his arm, you know, just trying to get all of the controllers going on. Um, Space hopper, and, and, yeah, I think Space Hopper exactly. would be a good input for that. <laughs> Just trying to take advantage of every possible input. <laughs> you definitely run out of limbs on, on, on this one. But it's, it's just brilliantly put together. And it does sound really interesting. I, I was going to say really good. Yeah. It, it's like different. It's, as you say, and perhaps it's just a victim of its own thing. If, if they've produced a, a cheaper version with perhaps less control and just, just to get the sounds in there as a taster to get everyone into it, that might have been a better... Yeah kind of idea at the time but yeah absolutely i mean are yamaha known for software versions of their since they've done ipad stuff haven't they it's, they're not top yeah. of my list of vst releasing they've done an an1x one haven't they called synth book oh okay um, yeah 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 uh, i mean great yeah i'd love to have one love to have one but uh, definitely it's worthwhile yeah. it's, it's a great pro I mean, uh, video and also your original one is is great as a kind of what it was like as well so yeah amazing and i'd not even really knew anything about these things as well i don't think they made there's i think i think they, they said that they thought that there were between 8 and 15 in the world wow. working possibly still uh, and that's a guess. i will get one <laughs> Uh, one day. Well, I, <laughs> one I, mean, day. Like, I mean, imagine if you could put M1 chips in there, you know, instead of whatever they had, yeah. you know, some, those yeah. massive <laughs> 50, 60, 80 quadras. Of, 
two quadras. So the Mac Quadra was the biggest, biggest sort of Mac that was out there at that mm. time. A Quadra, imagine having four, and there were the equivalent of two of those under the bonnet. So eight processes just to kind of get the whole thing going. So, amazing. Oh, gosh, yeah, I mean, um, Quadra 950, yeah. One day I want a triple stand with um, a CS80, a DX1... <laughs> And a VP one on it. <laughs> you actually need a, a triple quite... con- uh, a triple scaffolding. Your stand yeah, ain't gonna hack it. that. <laughs> scaffolding of all these and like the, the, yeah. the GS one. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. So GS one yeah. off at the yeah. side with the speakers. <laughs> yeah. Now the GS one. This is we because we, we did the same thing on the Innovation Road, and we, they had the GS one, and they didn't have the speakers with it. But the whole oh. thing together weighed more than a ton, weighed a metric ton, or near as damn it. Which is imagine shipping that ship, but buyer pays shipping. Uh, ah, <laughs> no, maybe not. I don't know. And you'd need, yeah, I put, I put the the CS. I don't know what's heavier, a CS eighty or a uh, a DX one. Hmm, that'd be mm, interesting. Spong will know. He's in the chat. We'll find out. It, it will, yeah. Maybe he'll be able to tell us. He's got. He's literally uh, got a CS eighty and a DX one in his shed at the bottom of the garden. He showed me. I was like, nice. I, I, I hope it's waterproofed. Yeah, yeah I'm so sure it is. To be honest, <laughs> no, it is, it is. But yeah, he, he can tell us. I saw him pop up in the chat, so we will find out the answer to your question. Okay, right. Well, uh, I wanted to just have a quick, uh, also just a quick uh, chat with um, with uh, oh, we can, yeah, uh, studio production. Just to mention briefly, uh, you had your studio production uh, 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 video for. Let me see. What is it? That's the one. No, that's not it, is it? Oh, that's not it either. Damn, here it is. I do beg your pardon. This is what you've been working on, Yoad. I know you said you were working on Nexus. So this is uh, Studio yeah. Production 2, which is a massive library. I, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, 179 presets. It's an expensive sort of ecosystem, but I know you've spoken about it before. Is there something about the sound of it that just kind of you say is, so, is really yeah. special? Nexus is an unbelievable system. Uh, just from a technical perspective, b- before the sound, it has 64 parts. Um, each part can have uh, 64 round robins, 64 velocity zones on, on each of the 128 zones. And each one has a sequencer or arpeggiator, a transgate, two filters, um, two envelopes, uh, plus um, two effect slots. It, it's just it's just crazy. And on top of that, you have um, an effect chain uh, which can be modulated as well. It's it's a beast. The thing about Nexus is it sounds like. Um, like Akai, you know, the S1000 sounded at the time. It just sounds, Oof. it sounds amazing. And, uh, and I, love, uh, I love this platform. And I think it used to be a little bit out of reach for, for a lot of people. But now, now they, they have, uh, for 250 pounds, you get the platform that comes already with quite a lot of expansions, plus the 10 last expansions that were released and um, and right now they include three of my expansions which are studio production two ambient sci-fi and all about the bass i think that it's a similar price to um to omnisphere but 
and you probably get the same amount of presets for the same price. But the thing is that the presets are all useful. Um, it's all kind of straight to the point production. The synth, the synth engine there is really great. And, and Ambient Sci-Fi, which is another one I did, which is on, on the last uh, 10, is for me, it was a, like a proper synth head journey into, um, it was a journey. I mean, uh, and, and kind of incorporating mm. samples with synthesis and kind of sculpting them together. Um, and, and studio production too has a lot of uh, guitars and basses and, and keyboards and synths and it, it basic uh, kind of tools. Um, but there's something about it that just sounds expensive. I wouldn't say it's ready to, you can still change it in the mix, but it sounds really beefy and, and powerful. Um, I find myself doing 90% of the synth work or sample work um, on Nexus. Um, right. Well, that's worth, really, definitely worth, really worth, worth checking out. Yeah. One, one worth checking out. I don't know if anybody else has had any experience with it. I mean, because we tend, you know, tend to stick with the stuff, the old favourites, you know, because it's a, because it, you've got the obviously contact engines, you've got UVI, you've got all that kind of stuff, and it's it, it feels new, but it's not new, is it? It's been around for a long time, but it's uh, if it's got it's your not... yeah. I mean, um, the one thing I I you know can't really stand about uh, about contact is the time it takes to load and then the time even when you have a few open in a session even on an m1 just to to open the gui to show the gui of each one like to move between tracks and show the the you know it takes seconds and it takes you know and it just puts me off um and nexus is really fast you just go through presets and it has so many uh, but right. you don't have to wait uh, all the time for for it. Um, right, it's got a better, better management. Uh, really good management. workflow, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to really quickly throw in there, we did throw out the question to Kent Spong, and uh, Kent Spong says the CS80 is heavier. Um, the, the, and he also he said he's got a GS1 in the front room, a GS1 in the front room, which is also true. So, I mean, he's got... But we What's should arrange this? a visit for you, Paulie, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't, I might sell tickets. Also, I might not tell him. Just sell tickets no, for like a coach no, trip. Just tell him, isn't there also a um, an FM GS one sister called the FX one? I think Ooh. maybe. Wow, it's, it's as wow. big as a GS one, but the it's F one, wasn't it? F one. There were, there were, yeah, there's, yeah, it think, comes from this yeah, sort of organ technology, it. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I recorded cool. it once uh, on an album many, many years ago, and it's quite a beast. It's not, I don't think it weighs a ton, but it's quite like a big furniture. And the mm -hmm. sound, I think, I'm not sure even to this day what the engine, I think it's like two DX7 engines or something like that. Um, but that was a beautiful uh, synth as well. Beautiful. Right. Yeah, we'll go. Up yeah, of course you can, John. Go, John. Go, John. Just, just on the on the on the Nexus front, I spotted Nexus uh, on a video that Yoad was in, um, strapped across one of the channels in his 
Pro Tools or Logic or whatever ages ago. And I thought, ah, oh, that's interesting. I don't know what that is. And I looked. And you've, you've answered, actually, I'm glad it came up because you've answered the question. I looked and it's, it's, uh, it's over, overwhelming when you see the amount of, pa of packs you can plug into this thing to the point where, you know, if you buy the whole thing, it's about four grand in total for the unit and these and the hundreds and hundreds of packs that go with it. And I thought, oh, God, that's, that's, a, that's something I really need to be careful of because, you know, it's like a modular route. But there isn't an easy way in. There's not like to say, well, if I get this... And maybe I can just get a few packs with it. What do I buy? And you're completely lost. And I've always been put off. So now if they've launched something that says the last 10, or if they had a recommended, you know, if you make techno, these are the things you suggest, or if you make whatever, these are the things. I think that would really help because otherwise you're like, well, I'm going to pay this money, but I might end up with 10 things I'm not really sure about. Um, and mm. it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very overwhelming system that I really want to try out and get involved with, but never actually took that step. Um, so obviously they've probably identified that maybe and said, okay, well, here's a, here's a starter pack. Um, Some deals, yeah, good and, idea. And get involved, good idea. yeah, that's no, good though. Okay, um, I think we're going to attempt to do some of the question stuff just because, uh, well, because I said we were going to and people have actually submitted <laughs> questions. So let's start. Like No, I'm gonna, just going to do this one here. So let's uh, send this one. So the first question that comes up, which is a kind of an interesting one, actually, this is from... Uh, Play hurts. Play tilt hurts. What modern synth will be the vintage of the future? Now that's a good one. I think. Um. Uh, well, I don't know who wants to go first on that. Uh, I think possibly. Uh, well, uh, Johan. Oh no, Dom. Why don't you have a go? Because you've got some nice hardware stuff in there. What do you think? I've been thinking about this recently, uh, and uh, I I always <laughs> I always say the Timberwolf because it sort of sparks people. Um, and I'm absolutely convinced <laughs> Triggers that it's people, slightly tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Trigger, yeah. Um, it's, uh, I'm sure someone's going to come out with a mod one day, like the 303 was never accepted when it first came out. But, you know, yeah. that would just be quite funny. Um, I have a vested interest because I am involved in helping them out these days, but I think Soma product, uh, the Pulsar or whatever, is, is probably the closest thing now where... Uh, they are all physically built like an old car in, in, in a good way. I mean, like they are bolted together and they're soldered and they're, they're components which will not be available perhaps in the future. Everyone has a slightly different sound because of that and all the rest of it. So that has, uh, most Soma stuff, I think, has that kind of uh, longevity to it. Um, and um, what else? I think that's really the only stuff recently that I thought, because so much stuff is now computer oriented or digital oriented that it could be reproduced relatively easier. Mm. So the hardware yeah, becomes a little bit more disposable. So I think you're looking to more the boutique manufacturers, you know, that are getting maybe things like um, uh, the, uh, what's that, Sherman filter bank style stuff. Do you know what I mean? Things that are yeah, actually well, kind that, of that with love classic. and care. I wish I yeah, still had that. Um, I've lent mine. Okay, well, I've mine, but okay. it back. But yeah, that's that's my yeah, choice. I did, I, I, did the, I did the same thing too. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Yoad, how about you? Because you bought a few cents recently. What do you think? Just a reminder. I, I never thought of it of it in those terms, but I think a lot about what I would take to, you know, uh, that desert island, mm. um, and I think that I would choose the the deep mind if ah, I had to choose one mm. thing out of everything I have here including the the wonderful uh, prophet 
um, Prophet Rev two and the the well, I mean the the mini the brute uh, is a monophonic synth, so um, so and I haven't tried the poly brute, but I think that um, out of the modern synths. Um, I think I would definitely choose a modern synth rather than a Jupiter or anything like that uh, because they're just, you know, newer and uh, will probably last hopefully longer. Yeah. Um, Excellent. But, um, and the Hydro synth, I think, will give the, the DeepMind a good run for, 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 for the money. Um, because good, it's great, really effect, great, great effects uh, engine as well, yeah. Great effects engineer. Yeah. Well, so that's interesting. Uh, I, do, I do want to post. Um, uh, Nick Howes obviously cho chose DeepMind as well. So you're in. You're in company. Mm. It's not just mm -hmm. you, uh, Paulie. How about yourself? Yes. But by the way, if you ever pop in past um, Birmingham, UK, you add. Uh, you can pop in for a cup of tea and play the Polybrew if you want uh, to try it out. I would love but, yeah, to do that. I yeah. think. The, Thank you. Yeah. I think the one that will be a total classic is the sequential ob6 okay because um, you, you've played the module version haven't you nick yeah i have yeah i have played that i i mean i i it definitely has a thing i mean it's got a thing and you it hear it you thing. just go it, it it's like i remember when i um when i was uh, you know in my mid 20s i bought i went to a few car boot sales and i bought like an old vintage radio with a battery in it you know so and i just thought yeah. oh that's nice it was a roberts radio and I, that was back when you could still get analog signals and i put it I, and i switched it on and it was like this kind of sudden flood of nostalgia for the sound it yes. made i was like wow and it reminds me of the kind of it's got a woody sound you know it's it's very very yeah. specific i don't think it was valvey necessarily it was just that kind of lo-fi sound coming out of a, big, a little resonant box. And the OB6 yes. has got a similar kind of, not, it doesn't sound like that, but it's got a similar uh, yeah. memory. It's like, it's like smelling a perfume that takes you back somewhere. You know, it's got a real sonic imprint, hasn't it? Yeah. I think there's a few things which will give it classic status. One is the UI is very, very simple um, to use. Um, so you don't get too lost. Uh, there's no menus or anything. The second thing is the X mod section, because you can send an audio rate oscillator to so many things, such as uh, the pulse width, uh, filter. I think you can also send it to the f the filter um, sweep from low to notch to high. Um, I just think that people will uh, get a lot of mileage out of it for years to come. I've even mm. got some D50 style sounds out of it you know like fantasia and stuff if you yeah. hit the x mod just right you can get almost d50 bell kind of yeah, overtones I think, I think, I know sounds or things like that so i think absolute classic for for ease of use and great ui and and it's deep and maybe by extension the super six from udo oh that's a, a good shout because that's got the same simple UI but hidden depths, so I think people are gonna gonna like that. You only have to listen to some of George Hearn's demos for us, where I, I've I've been sat there and he's gonna and he goes on these little journeys and it's it's a thing that we do whenever we film yes. him. 
and you're kind of going, what? what? Wait a minute, where the hell did that come from? It, it goes, it goes up to sort of people, tinkles and kind of it's a, yeah, that's a good shout actually. Yes. I think Super Six. So you got two. I'm going to go uh, Polybrute just because. Um, I chose it as a sort of desert island synth, and I, I, I think I've mentioned nice. why before. And, and, and I think it will be a classic. I mean, I think also there's an element of whenever you're dealing with any of these kind of new, new, new breed analogs, they also have to be, they have to work, you know? They have to be yeah. in tune and stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, you know, there are some that aren't, shall we say, and uh, I think you, you definitely need that. So uh, that's a good shout. Um, when I gosh, bought this... my polybrew, the day I bought my Polybrew, you, you you put a comment underneath, nice choice. And it was like, well, Nick approves with my purchase. <laughs> so that, that must be good. <laughs> right. I wonder, have we got time for another question? As, how, are the, how are we doing, Go panel? On, yes. have we got yeah, we got on time yes. for another question. I mean, this is all experimental to me because I don't know how long to give. For, you know, it all depends on a question. So maybe we can, you know, maybe there's a spin-off or something that we can do with this. But I, I quite like that. I, I know. Uh, hold on. Um, uh, the most underrated. I'm, I've, got, I've got to actually find one now, haven't I? That's the thing. Uh, QQ. Let's see. When you uh, when do you ask PP? Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, what more? So it'll be vintage of the future. Uh, this is kind of a basic one. So uh, let's see. Uh, oh. This is from John Byans. This is just this is perhaps one for you, Dob. John Bryan's uh, Nick, our Synthstrom audio releasing a new model of the Deluge. And now I'm not a Deluge fan. Uh, well, not fan. I mean, I've not I've not played with it, so I can't really say. But I know Dom is a fan and yeah, a user, I, I so he might know. Um, I yeah, I started doing videos because of the Deluge, and then that video is still viewed like I did a you know, beginner's guide to sampling on the thing and how to work the synths on it and all the rest of it. And that's what got me into it. And it's still getting thousands of views. Um, I know them reasonably well, but I haven't spoken to them for, for a few months now. And I know they've been busy. They've been, they're really good at software updates. Um, I, I actually don't know. The, the answer is I don't know. They haven't said anything about it. Um, a year ago, they were adamant that they wouldn't be because there's still plenty of life in the old one yet. And they're still able to release uh, updates and, and really, I mean, like proper updates, like they've added a looper, they've added oh. wavetables. Um, it's just, a, I mean, properly, you know, a, a, a quite a unique instrument every time something new comes out. It's not just a few little tweaks. Um, I would expect it's probably running out of steam about now. I'm not sure. Um, and they must be thinking about it, but I would have no qualms. I've still got mine, but I would have no qualms in buying it again if I didn't. Uh, and I wouldn't have to worry about the, uh, the new one coming out. It's a bit like, I think, the conversations about like things like the Tempest, having a Tempest 2 coming out, that kind of stuff, which had been rumoured for years. Um, those kind of things. There's probably They are a small company. Um, it works because they're small, so their turnover can remain quite so. They only employ a couple of people, and to tool up and develop something new is quite a major investment when your existing product is still doing so well and still shipping. What's probably going to happen now is they'll announce a new one next week, and I'll be completely wrong, but I, I, I wouldn't hold your breath, and I would have no qualms if you're thinking of getting yeah, well, one. The, the, the resale value is very high on them, so, you know, you'd be, be fine. I think it's, aston yeah, it's astonishing what they managed to do for such a small company, a real, a real cracker. Um, okay, um, I, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, there was a super sticker that went past, and that seems to have been a casualty of the new IT regime, which I will fix. I do beg your pardon. <laughs> thank you, Wagyu. That's very kind of you. You're actually working 
lurking on the show. You don't have to put a super sticker on it. <laughs> Honestly, we should be giving you a it's super sticker. Play. Really, to be fair. <laughs> it's pay to play. Yeah. That's it. So if anybody wants to admin on the show, just deposit the, the requisite amount of cash in the bank account and you, you fill your boots. Uh, there was something I was looking for. Uh, there was another one. This is one from Nick Howes. Uh, I just, if I could, we could get this one in very quickly. Uh, question for all three. Here we go. So this one is from Nick Howes. I don't think I've got his the right thing. Uh, based, uh, what's what, okay? Nick Howes says via YouTube. Uh, what's the most used synth? The one they go to more than any other. That's a good question as well. Uh, Dom, let's start with you. Omnisphere is a plugin. It appears on absolutely everything. And my Juno 106. Uh, I also have a Hydra synth, which is beginning to be used. I haven't found myself as comfortable with it as perhaps anyone else's, but my Juno 106, which has a Kiwi retrofit and replaced oscillators and filter chips by uh, a company, and they're called um, something... I can't remember, slingshots or something, asteroid slingshots or something similar. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's kind of a, it's an, it's a Juno 106 on steroids and Omnisphere at the moment on, on uh, in the box. Uh, interesting. Yoad, I, I, I have a feeling you might say Nexus 4, but I, I may be wrong. It could be hardware. We could limit you. You can't use your own product. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm, I'm, I, I use Nexus uh, as my main uh, plugin uh, source, but because plugins are in general so good and so great to, to just operate and they load with the session and you don't have to record audio and you don't you know all the all the freedom that it allows i find myself using them more and more and very rarely using uh, and the reason why i bought the the hydrosynth is i thought that and that's why i bought the deep mind before it i thought that oh that will ref refuel my enthusiasm and i'll sit at night and tweak knobs and stuff but but when I when I work, I just want to work, you know, and plugins are easier for me to 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 get creative yeah. and, and to just do it. Yeah, I, I, I get that. That makes sense. I mean, there is a difference between, you know, the creative kind of noodling sense and the and the I've just got to get this done sharpish. I mean, there's definitely a difference. Uh, Paulie, how about yourself? Oops, you seem to be muted. There we go. There we the poly go. Brute's right next to my computer, so that gets a lot of use. But um, So that's not surprising. But I think po possibly my Insonic EPS-16 Plus, I use a hell of a lot because I really like the reverb on it. So sometimes I'll just run root stuff through it um, in addition to actually using the sampler. But the one I'm using the most at the moment is the Profit 600. I bought a Glee Glee Profit 600 from Japan, and I'm absolutely in love. It just sounds incredible. Um, right. I've paired okay. it up with a nice little chorus pedal, an Arion SCHZ, just for a tiny bit of chorus on it, and it just sounds absolutely phenomenal. So... Uh, dear Di Stanton, the super chat seems to be working now. Uh, thank you, Wagger. You cleared the uh, pipes. So, uh, beer for Wagger. Yes, excellent. Thank you very much. That's very kind. Um, I'm just trying to think what I read. It's different for me because there's not always a synth that's available. I suppose the thing, I, I tend to reach for the one that's easier to hand. I've just done. 
I really like using the Delta Sep A for sort of polysynth, for, for monosynth jamming. I, it's, I have a love-hate relationship with it because it sounds so damn good, but it's got a yeah. really impenetrable UI, which I find I have to kind of re-familiarise myself with every time I do it. The whole morphing business, and I, I know that um, I, I spoke to Jörg about this, uh, Jörg, and, and he got quite uppity that I, I just said, I can't use it's just too complicated, and it, I think you could have done things differently, etc., etc. But it's very powerful, but just that it's got a digital filter, but that digital yeah. filter is one of the finest filters for that purpose I know of. It's just got this beautiful, crunchy, it's very Germanic. It's got that Axis virus thing. And it's got a built-in it's got a built-in analog filter, which I never ever ever use. I always switch it on and go, oh no, that doesn't sound anything like as good as this one. It's really uh yeah, it's I would say delta set for like maybe immediate jamming or you know one of the other synth voices, maybe a um uh Pittsburgh modular SV1 is also a good one. So I suppose yeah. that I hope that answers the question which was uh uh, from Nick Harris. I hope that's of some use. So, yeah, the one they go to more than any other. But for me, it's a bit different because I'm not really making music for pleasure or, you know, regularly. It's, it's kind of a, a byproduct of what I do. Right, I think I have to let everybody go. I mean, I know you've been very patient. Thank you for hanging around. And I know it's been a long show, um, but thank you so much. Yoad, I'll say goodbye to you first. Yoad, um, there in Nevo Sounder, you you off to do magnificent things. Have you got a mix to recall with the touch of a button? I'm just uh, working on guitars um, for the next sample library, and I'm really into that right now. So I'm going to go back into that today. For the rest of today, tomorrow it's back for to mixing. I have two mixes to not finish, but at least start on. Right, wow! Tomorrow. Two mixes in one day to start. That's yeah. a <laughs> that's a that's a work work rate for you. Lovely to have you, Yoad, as ever. And of course, uh, Mr. Dom Hawkins, thanks you for for joining us again. It's a pleasure. And don't forget, Mr. Wiggly Show every Sunday night. Always good fun uh, on the Mr. Thank Wiggly you very much. YouTube channel. Pleasure to be here. Thanks a lot. And thanks for uh, thanks for the the back end business that you did today as well. Very much appreciated. Uh, that sound is slightly smutty, didn't it? I meant you know behind the scenes <laughs> IT work. <laughs> and uh, Mister, uh, sorry, uh, Paulie, uh, Paulie Bow, uh, thank you for joining us. Do check out their uh, YouTube channel now. Just I need to put this in the, your, your lower third. It's magical synth. I'll say it again. Adventure. Magical, magical synth adventure. Synth adventure. <laughs> Even though I played it, the the uh, you should also check definitely check out the uh, YouTube trailer. It's a it's a very catchy piece of music, nicely done, nicely done indeed. Anyway, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll say goodbye. Thanks to all our friends in the chats and in the uh, YouTube's. Thanks very much to Wagyu for moderating the you uh, the YouTube. I hope those of you who were looking for uh, company uh, weren't too disappointed that uh, they got. Uh, turned off before uh, before they were able to post into the show but that's it for this week we'll say goodbye uh that's it for this week I, i've said goodbye i suppose that's it goodbye <laughs> take care goodbye. see you next time bye bye now. <laughs> bye